Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Anne Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Hi, everybody. It is Anne Duffy, and I'm welcoming you to the Just Do It podcast. I'm glad you're here, and I'm so excited to have my new guest today, a new friend, actually, that I met through another friend, through another friend, and that's how we do it here. Please help me welcome Mary Robb. Hi, Mary. Hi, Anne. I'm so excited to be here. It's great to have you. I We jumped on a call. Let's see. How did we? It was like three degrees of separation, and uh, we became fast friends uh, right away. You're young. You're you're um, enthusiastic, you're driven, and um, started your own business a while while ago. So tell us, tell everybody that's listening today what you do, and give us a little thumbprint about you know how you got started into your own business. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I love um, just everything that you're doing and just wanting to empower women and giving us those entrepreneurial resources that we so desperately want and need. So I'm just super excited to be here just to kind of share a little bit of my story and hopefully inspire other women as well. But um, yeah, so I actually started my business two and a half years ago. Um, I guess just to kind of give a, a brief summary of just kind of my background, I went to college at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas, majored in public relations and minored in business and um, worked in several different advertising and marketing agencies. I was always pretty entrepreneurial growing up. I had created several of my own little at-home businesses from you know, a lemonade stand to a t-shirt company to stationery to chocolate to popcorn. I mean, all the little things. I was always super active and just loved, loved creating. I was also a singer and performer for 10 years. So always had a lot going on. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of just kind of, you know, wired and, and ingrained in me. And um, I also was super blessed with a mom who worked full time, but she really uh, was passionate about integrating me into her career. And she traveled for a living. She um, audited big deals for her bank um, just to kind of approve loans. And she would bring me on those deals all across the nation. She took me from New York to Chicago to LA. I mean, everywhere in between, I couldn't even tell you everywhere I've been. So she really exposed me to business um, from her perspective, which I think is also a huge part of why I have been able to do what I do today. But anyways, that's kind of my childhood growing up. And then, um, you know, have always worked. So since I was 15, I worked several different jobs from working at a pool store to making pizza, to bagging groceries, to being a waitress, bartending. I mean, you know, all the odds and ends types of jobs that people do whenever they're in school, just trying to make it by. And, um, from there, transitioned into my professional career, of course, out after college, um, where I, you know, got some really, really incredible experience with several businesses in the Dallas area. And finally, um, my my current business idea hit me whenever I saw there is just a gap in the market for social media as a service. Um, I had worked in four different agencies um, by the time that this idea kind of came to me and realized that. Um, a lot of the agencies, you know, were doing a lot of wonderful things, but social media was one thing that a lot of them struggled kind of executing as a service. And so just me being a millennial, um, also me being a creative and a writer, I also had my own blog going, which required me to, you know, be super active on social. Um, I kind of created my own process, my own service in a sense um, to address social media for business. So, um, 
fast forward to where we are today, we have been in business now two and a half years. We have around 30 clients. Um, we are able to serve clients nationally. We have a client in New York, Portland. Uh, we've had clients in California. Um, and we're pretty heavily based in Texas and Dallas in the Dallas area. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my journey in a nutshell. <laughs> and here you are. Oh my gosh. Your story getting to uh, college and through college reminds me so much of how I started like babysitting. I had the lemonade stands. I worked in the store, did waitressing, bartending, uh, you name it, um, anything I could do. And it, I guess it just goes to show that uh, we're both pretty social to begin with, and no, no doubt that we're in um, in our own business that that has to do with you know reaching out to people and and making sure that we are connecting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You said something really interesting that I hope the moms out there are listening to, and that is your mom took you with her and talk about great training. I mean, I don't think you could get that kind of training in a college course, and so mm -hmm. often moms feel like they're you know, leaving the kids behind or, or, um, you know, they're feeling mommy guilt or whatever. And I remember when I was in my, um, networking days in the, in the one company I started, you know, in it, out of the hygiene, op in the hygiene and out, I used, our daughter was always speaking, helping me set things up and all that stuff. And now she's an entrepreneur. So I didn't think about that so much. I think it's so cool that your mom got you started on that entrepreneurial journey and there's the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. She must be very proud. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I don't have kids yet, but I know that whenever I do, I will absolutely be exposing them to my work um, and getting them involved. And I was always money motivated. So, you know, I had a certain set of tasks that I could accomplish and it's like, well, we'll give you 10 bucks to go spend on a shirt or whatever. I'm like, absolutely. I will do what <laughs> I just give, <laughs> give me the broom. <laughs> <laughs> what do yeah. I need to do? Um, but it really did, I think, help me grow faster and just be able to absorb things quicker than a lot of my peers. There's I had a lot of insecurity about being a millennial for a while because there's just so much negative, there's just a negative connotation about our generation. Mm -hmm. And I even see it. I mean, I'm not totally immune from it, but I do see why that is. And I see where people my age struggle. And I know I've, I was very fortunate and blessed. I was an only child as well. So that made it easier for my mom to just kind of you know, bring me in. We were kind of just inseparable. So I was just always there. And, um, you know, but I really think that that makes a huge difference. And my, my hope is that in the future, whenever I do have children that, you know, I can really get them involved as well, because it is so helpful. Well, it's helpful, but it's also so much more fun. I mean, I, 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 I think sometimes moms forget that, um, it's not just about the kids. I didn't want to miss out on some things. So you bring them along with you and then you get to do things together. And it's a whole nother layer there oh, exactly. of education and all that. But so yeah. you, you had a great experience before you started and jumped into your own business. So tell us, when did you know the timing was right for you as a young woman in business to start her own agency? So I always knew that to own a business, um, you know, one of the biggest uh, things to consider is, well, how are we going to sell? How are we going to make money? Mm -hmm. And who are we going to sell to? And something that I'd always been experiencing is more of the customer service side of things, you know, taking care of clients. 
being there for them, just adding value to them. But I, my kind of my last checkbox was to get sales experience, which I of course didn't realize at the time, but you know, if you're in customer service in general, you pretty much can sell. But I was super intimidated by the idea of being in sales and coming from both my parents have conserv more conservative careers, banking, and my dad's more in architecture construction. So the idea of anything sales related to them, was yeah. just like, no, we're not doing that. Um, but I didn't realize, you know, that there are sales positions, of course, and all types of businesses. So I had a um, startup software uh, marketing company approach me for an outside sales business development role where I would cover 17 states. And it was a super intimidated op intimidating opportunity. Um, it was definitely um, a little bit more risky in that it was salary plus commission. So it was taking a little bit of a pay cut, but with the potential to make a lot more. So um, I was in a position where I was, I think, 25 at the time, and I was able to kind of work out my bills and my expenses to where I could make it work, you know, because the first three to six months of any sales job is very scary. You're building up your book of business, but luckily, with B2B sales, you're, you're not like in real estate where it's commission only. So you have a little bit of protection there, but anyways, so I gave it a shot. I took a, a leap of faith and, um, ended up, um, very quickly becoming the number one sales rep at that company, which then allowed me over the course of only two years, I didn't ever project to make that kind of income at that age. And when I started to do that, I really started saving heavily because I realized, okay, this was kind of the last piece for me as a, a first generation business owner, as someone who came, had to work my way up. You know, I personally had to go through my own journey of getting experience and really building confidence and learning from others um, to be able to have the strength and courage to actually leave. Um, and then on, on the other side of that too, I was very blessed at the time to be in a relationship. And you and I talked about this and I'm comfortable sharing this part of it because it's the truth. Um, I was in a relationship with an entrepreneur for almost six years who I learned a lot of business techniques from and a lot of, you know, the boring stuff about business that nobody teaches you, you know, getting attorneys, getting contracts, filing your LLC, um, insurance, all the stuff that unless you know someone that's really close that will give you the hours and hours and hours of knowledge that you need to actually launch. I was, again, fortunate enough to have that in my corner. So when I was 27, I had saved up my money. I had put a business plan together. I had had a, you know, a financial budget in place that really projected six to 12 months of me personally working for myself, but also, you know, planning out how I could scale this and hire people. And so, um, I ended up quitting, um, just as I was kind of reaching this point in my career at that last company I was at where, um, the timing just made sense. Um, things were happening in my personal life and also in that company where it just made sense for me to just take the leap of faith and do it. Um, and again, financially, I was in a, a pretty safe spot to take that risk. So um, I did that. Uh, one thing I will say that I always suggest before leaving a very stable, you know, well-paying job that where you have your benefits is you can always experiment or pilot whatever it is that you're wanting to do before actually quitting and giving up that income. I, I always approach finances very conservatively. So for me, I piloted this service three months before I actually decided to quit because I wanted to make sure I wasn't jumping into something that, you know, either the demand I thought was there wasn't, or, you know, I, there were too many issues. So I definitely, um, very strategically 
left, you know, that nest egg of a job. But um, yeah, this is kind of how it all happened. Well, that's a great point. And um, again, being in that networking company, it was toothpaste and mouth rinse, so it lined up with dental. I would, I would tell everyone, don't quit your day job. And so I love that you said that, you know, you kind of put your toe in the water. See, you know, because a lot of times, you know, you, you may not have the resilience because we know how much resilience it takes to get something off the ground, especially starting from scratch, right? Yeah. And um, you do want to see if it, it really, it, it's really uh, feels good to you, if it feels easy, right? Because if it doesn't, um, it's really hard to learn that you may not have the strengths that line up with somebody that, that wants their own business. And there are certain, there are certain talents that we, that I think all entrepreneurs have in common. Right. So that's, that's very, um, very good and very strategic. So you obviously have that strategic mindset, um, because you don't want to give up everything and then be struggling. Cause when you get to that point, when you have no money to pay the bills, that's paralyzing. Right. So it is, it, uh, it's not a walk in the park, but you just, you know, you have, I think the planning and the strategic um, message that you're giving to, to women that are listening is, is key, is key. Yeah. So you, you had a couple of things kind of lined up, started doing some things and realized that you had something that was, that was going to work. Is that, that when you just finally made the, the break? Yeah. And I think too, like some things to consider is what, uh, what kind of problem can you solve in a unique way? What, who do you know and and who do you surround yourself with? And whether it's in business or personal, you know, what are people coming to you for? I, on my LinkedIn page, ironically, I had been in, you know, advertising and marketing and PR and sales. The number one endorsement was social media. And I'm like, well, what the heck? I haven't even really ever marketed myself as a social media specific marketer, but um, that's, that's one place to start is, you know, thinking about again, how you can uniquely solve a problem Um, And also, is there a demand for what it is that you're trying to, um, you know, launch? And and for me, again, all my clients are coming to me. We need social media. How do we implement this inside my business, inside my practice? You know, we can't figure this out. And I just couldn't find anybody that I really felt good about referring business to. So I thought, why don't I just do this myself? Why don't I just start small and just scale it out? So that's kind of kind of how it happened. You know, and, and you, you were probably already doing it anyway. So you were probably helping. This is what happens. I think some, some, so often is that you're helping people. You're not getting paid. You're just being a good person. Like, sure. I'll help you do this. Like, you know, we have some people that I know that'll like you call them up and say, they'll help, help and not want anything in return. And I think that's another key to actually building your network and building your reputation that you, you, you're, you're, um, credible, you could be counted on, you have responsibility and that that's, you, you can't, once that reputation gets out there, you know, you want, well, first of all, you want to make sure it's a good one. Right. And yeah. uh, cause it's kind of hard, you know, it's it, perception is, you know, what 99% of everything. So obviously you had a good reputation going into it. And the other thing, Mary, is that they say so often when people are saying, I don't know what my calling is. I just can't figure it out. But one of the, one of the things that I've learned is that you can figure out your calling pretty easy when everybody that you talk to says, you're really good at that. You should do that. And so to your point in LinkedIn, again, another little strategic move on your part, like what's everybody saying I'm good at? Oh, I'm good at this. How about it? This is, this is where you plant those seeds for, you know, having a business that's going to soar. That's, that's cool. 
Yeah. And it's also, you know, I thinking back on all those jobs that I had, I had always volunteered to do their social media and I do it for free for oh. every company I worked for. And my first one was at the bar I worked at in college. I mean, it was a very, very popular, lots of check-ins, lots of social engagement. And I managed the whole thing for them for years. And um, I think that I see so many people doing that in their roles. And and that's all, those are all great signs. It is hard to figure out what it is that you're supposed to do, especially when you're like you or me. And, you know, we had to work our whole life. And we could pretty much do any job, really. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you can kind of pick stuff up and you just you figure it out because you got to make ends meet. But then it's hard to really narrow down. And well, what am I passionate about? What am I actually really good at better than other people? So those are like great things to, to look out for. Yeah, that's that's all that all just lines up with living your strengths, what we which we teach in, in, in the do uh, arena is just, you know, find out what you're good at and then look for opportunities to build on those. And that's what you've done. That's what you've done. It, it also is, makes me excited about um, the uh, pre-conference that we're having for the retreat, Mary, because it's going to be how to build the business plan, which is what you talked about. And um, obviously you had that, that, you know, with your mom being in banking, your dad is architect, you like a business plan. Cause so many people jump without any business plan. I know I'm one of them. Yeah. I just got, I got an idea. I'm like, Oh, let's do it. Um, <laughs> I, I do have a business plan now, but yeah. you know, when I first started, I didn't realize it was important. And so that's a key. You're, you're, you're wise beyond your years. Um, you know, and you're like, again, you're just, you're just getting started. And I love the fact that you're giving millennials a, a good name because um, our son is a millennial. And at one point he's like, mom, they don't, we don't like being called millennials. And I'm like, why, why not? I mean, you know, I, I'm a baby boomer, whatever. Anyway, I just thought that's funny that you mentioned that just, you know, we got to give you guys some props because I think you're late bloomers. I think you might be late bloomers, um, in the fact that you're not ready to maybe jump into st- something you don't want to do that. That's the key that you're teaching all of us is like, you know, we pounded it through the ages of just one foot from the other in this horrible job. And at the end of our lives, we're like, what were we doing? And, you know, that's, you're teaching us not to do it that way. And so that's why some of us are late bloomers in, in our life and finding our calling and our chi and, you know, just, you know, um, and, and, and you know, as, as the other principle, one of the principles is do's don't retire. So, you know, I've got another at least 20 years here um, build, building this thing. Oh, for sure. You know, just to comment on that briefly, my, my mom was raised by a military family and she had to work her whole life regardless. And she kind of instilled those values in me. So I totally understand, you know, there's a difference between, you know, how you were raised and what resources were available to you. And so for her, she just had to figure it out. And she got very blessed that she, she was able to tap into what her strengths are and she actually loves her job. So I was really able to learn that from her too but I totally know where you're coming from. And um, we just have so much more free resources these days. The internet has opened up so much that it's easier for millennials and for people now to, to think about these things or before that wasn't even a thought. It's just, you, you go to work, you make money, you go home. That's it. <laughs> and, and you never leave that job. And you know, the yeah. other thing is this is cool about your mom also that I, I love to bring up is like, her leaders, wherever she was working, they must've been good leaders because they saw something in her and they found they found areas where your mom could thrive in, right? And I think so often leaders don't um, actually look at their teams and see what what niche each member needs to be in to thrive, right? That's really important. Um, and all, and all, all of our dues are, are leaders and building their teams and scaling their businesses. So, you know, we, we, when we think about that, that's, that's a very important um, 
component of, you know, building what we're trying to build, which is uh, a feminine leadership uh, within the dental community that is, is gracious, giving, no scarcity mentality, which brings me to another question. So, um, and we can maybe wrap up with this. Like, what do you think that women should know about being a female entrepreneur? Okay, so what I've kind of, my thoughts on this is that because I've had to, you know, work for a lot of what I have and, um, you know, I've experienced, I mean, so many different types of people and worked for so many different bosses and managers. I've seen great things going on. I've seen really nasty things going on, but I've always been very, I just believe that I'm not, no one is responsible for me, but me. And my success has been dominantly because of my ability to see the big picture and focus on the positive and not let any any other negative energy or any sort of um, stereotype around being a woman in business hold me back. And I was, again, very blessed to see that example growing up. That did make a huge difference for me. My mom's definitely a trailbla- trailblazer and, you know, women entering the workforce. But, um, you know, women have a lot of advantage in business that I feel like still we're not talking enough about. And, um, to be honest, in my experience, I've seen that we're able to accomplish more. I've seen that we are able to create more innovative solutions. Um, I feel like uh, we definitely have so much more opportunity that is in front of us. Um, and if we just kind of rely on the right people and, and, and connect with each other, we can all grow a lot faster. So I've definitely noticed, at least in my area, in my city, I spend time networking with women who are just like me. And the more that we link up and do projects and do work together and collaborate, the bigger our brands get, the bigger our voice gets. And just, I don't know, I just feel like the sky's the limit. Um, I know that there's still work to be to be done, but I think whenever you look at it from a more positive perspective, you can actually move a lot faster and get a lot more accomplished. So um, for me, I'm just all about wanting to empower women it's a lot a lot of it's about confidence a lot of it a lot of it's about being aggressive and asking and demanding for what you want and just being surprised at how many yeses you actually get whenever you step up and do that um but you know collaboration that's why anytime i get asked to do a podcast like this i'm like absolutely because now your network now my network we're going to share this episode we're going to reach more people more people are going to get exposed to do in your mission so um, you know, we just, I don't know. I just think women are honestly the smartest <laughs> on earth. No, no, <laughs> we, we love our men. You know, I always say that I've got a great husband of 45 years and two yeah. amazing adult sons, you know, Uh-oh. so it's, it's been, it's been great, but I do believe that women are so creative. They're resilient. They, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, and, and the fact that the other, the thing that you said was so positive and that is about do the communities that we're building. And so, you know, not all of us have a mom that maybe inspired us, you know, with our work or our profession, but so find someone that inspires you, that, Mm -hmm. that empowers you because, and, 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 you know, find out what their secret sauce is in your communities, in, in the the nation of dues, you know, we're like bringing everybody in from all over the country and Canada uh, for the retreat, because then you collaborate, you find all these amazing things and women love that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. that that's so important. And, um, and it's, it's also funny, Mary, we say, you know, Hey, listen, everybody's welcome at the due table. 
you may not stay because you may not, you know, you may not like collaboration or you may have scarcity mentality. So you can go off for a little bit, but you come back whenever you want to, because we're going to be here supporting you. Um, it's such a joy to meet a young, gorgeous woman like you that is going to change the world. And, um, you know, one social media post at a time, but I mean, who knows where this is going to go? You're so young and you're, and um, you've, you really are a learner as well. I mean, it seems to me like you are just constantly trying to find ways to do things better and mm -hmm. open to ideas and, um, and not letting anything get in your way, right? You just keep those yeah. hurt, just keep jumping over those hurdles. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. I've, I've loved this conversation and I love what you're doing. So I can't wait to also join some of these meetings you have coming up. Well, we're going to follow your career. I can't wait for everybody to uh, get a hold of you, get a chance to meet you. Um, it's it's just so wonderful because our goal was initially to you know reach our hand down, Mary, and pull these young women up. So where we are, but you know, honestly, you guys are pushing us up. You are you are like the 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 base here, and um, you know, there's no mentor mentee uh, age bracket here. We are like all in this together. So we we look forward to getting to know you and and your people, and you're going to know our people. And, you know, that's, that's going to be just so yummy. So um, where can we find you, Mary? Where can everybody find you? Tell us. Yeah. So on LinkedIn, it's just Mary Rob. And then on social media for my business, it's social practice. Us is our handle on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. Feel free to follow us there on our website, social practice tx.com. But we're super active on social, lots of free social media tips and tricks. So if you're trying to do social media for your business yourself, definitely follow us. We love, love, love education and just adding value to other business owners. So definitely check us out. Well, we certainly will do that. I can tell that you are one of those people, one of those dudes that likes to pour into others. So we have loved our conversation today, Mary, and thanks everybody for listening. And most importantly, everyone, keep doing you. Thanks, Mary. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.